Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended, so warning for that too, you idiots. Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form... Experience, Experience Grind, Grind podcast. podcast. The only podcast that takes requests from its viewers based on their monetary donations to us. Yeah, and just general coolness. Yes. Like also, if you're not cool, I don't I don't want to fuck with you. If you're not cool, you have to pay us to talk about something. This is true. <laughs> That's the way it works around this is here. True. That uh, is not the case for this episode. Even though the guy did pay he us. He paid. But he's also cool. He's still really <laughs> fucking cool. Uh and this episode's actually just a bit late. But we're making up for it. Mm-hmm. So if for some reason you stupidly like this show, you'll have two episodes this week. Yeah. It's like a double rainbow. <laughs> I write. I thought you were going <laughs> to say a double whammy. And then in my head I said a double rammy. And I was like, is that a Ooh. Is that like a double penetration? <laughs> a double rammy malik. Oh, snap. We're going to talk about another musical. Not oh, that queen shit. <laughs> no, it's fun. Have you seen? Of course. There's this uh, a hilarious fucking Tumblr post of somebody getting pissed off at the fact it's during uh, Night at the Museum that another white dude is playing a person of color because they're talking about Rami Malek playing a uh, fucking Tutankhamen. And because remember, oh, the, is that the, him? Yeah, that's him. Oh. And then people were like, uh, that's Rami Malek. He's literally fucking Egyptian. Yeah. You tarred. <laughs> like. Ugh, it man, cannot just, get more authentic. I feel bad for him. I didn't know he was in those shit. Like everybody movies. starts somewhere. Yeah, but you hope it's not a Ben Stiller movie. It could post, be worse. Post there could be an Adam Sandler movie. God damn. Yeah, it's true. That right? is very true. Yeah, you could Jonah Hill Guys. had his uh, click. Was Click his first? I thought 40-Year-Old Virgin was his first. Oh, shit, it was. Yeah. Click was number two. Yeah, yeah 40 But year it was, old was that the same, same time period. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a start, though, 40-Year-Old. He's great in that, too. Yeah, the The weirdo that wants to buy the, the, the fucking goldfish weirdo. shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here now. Why can't I just buy it? And I totally get it. Like, why do you have a store? What is the fucking purpose here? Let me buy these. Yeah. That's that Judd Apatow humor I like. Something so niche that only... 10 people get because that is like a store that only exists in California, I'm sure. No, there was one here and actually in Bedford for a little bit. Really? They were a uh, store. Oh, we sell your shit on eBay store? Yeah. Did they literally just sell your stuff on eBay? What What was the store here? I don't know. I knew people like, like kind of friends on Facebook that work there. And, ah. Uh, yeah, they weren't. I don't know. I didn't associate with them, so. Hmm. I see. I see. I didn't get the full picture. I think it's just like an antique store now. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know. I think most of those like pawn shops and stores kind of have to recoup some of their business costs from eBay. And you got to sell. I mean, you got to. Yeah. Because otherwise this shit just stays in your store forever because nobody goes to stores anymore. Current year, nobody goes to stores. When was the last time you were at a store? I mean, groceries. That's it. I mean, besides if, groceries, you go to Best Buy a lot, don't you? I I I do. And the last time was probably picking up God of War when it came out. But that's all gonna end because they've just uh, ended their gamers club thing. Did they really? Yeah. If you, I was just if about you have to join it, it, if you have it, it's it's uh you you can 
ride it out for however long. So I think I've got mine for like another two years, but you can no longer buy into that program. They're getting rid of it. And this well, is the death knell for Best Buy because as soon as this goes, there's no reason for me to ever shop there again. I guess I'll just keep my Amazon and yeah. my retarded GameStop one. I will never, ever support GameStop unless I have something broken or defective to trade in. The only reason I, I hate do. GameStop. I do, too. But I've just I've been in their fucking club since it started. I was. I was for a long time. I've got so many fucking points. I think I've yeah. got like 75,000 points. Have you looked at their program to see what you can get with those points? They always try to fucking shove coupons and bullshit at you. Oh, uh, yeah. I bought a Luigi Watts once for Mandy. Okay. That's free. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I check it every once in a while to see if they have anything cool. And then all the cool stuff that you want is like so fucking inflated anyways. Yeah, yeah, and oh, you can get this Deadpool figurine that's six inches high for twenty thousand points. That's ten bucks at Walmart too. What are, what are uh, you doing here? Uh huh. Yeah, that Nintendo Club worked much better, and that's gone too, man. Yeah, everything's yeah. gone. That's that's how it is. Just a slow death march. Is this the death of capitalism? I hope so. You hope so. I just hope. Everything dies. There we go. God, and you're not a nihilist. You're a nihilist, dog, and everything but self-affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like I'm, I'm a nihilist who's in denial. I'm a, a denialist. denialist. <laughs> oh shit, dog. <laughs> that was tight. There you go. Podcast over. We're we're not that's gonna it. we're that's not gonna be the peak. It. So that's we, it. Yeah, we're not getting higher. You're welcome, Shane. Yeah, done. Episode's done. This one hashtag denialist is the new hashtag for our Denial. current year. I like it. All right, it's no longer butt stuff. But you got to uh, spell I think it. You still gotta have butt stuff. Oh, I mean, it's not going away. It's just nihilist, but with a de in front of it. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah, it makes sense. I love it. To that one. Cheers. Um. All right, man. So, uh, this was a special re- request. I don't know why I'm talking like Baba Walters. Oh, I sh- am. That's a fucking pull. This is a special request episode from a Patreon supporter, our good friend Shane Davis, who we met down in Louisville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, it was actually this year, wasn't it? Holy it was shit. in March. Yeah. Hashtag not fucking with us. He's not fucking with us. <laughs> Both of us thought he was totally honest and cool dude. So uh-huh. this one's for you, Shane. This is super disappointing him during the rock band party when <laughs> rock band had no Disney songs on it. Oh, fuck. I didn't even notice. Yeah. It, well, he talked to me. He was like, so do you, do they have like, you got a friend in me? I was like, nah, I don't think we do. Mm. What about Akuna Matata? I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think we do. And he kept asking and it was going down this Disney path. I'm like, Dude, I'm so sorry, man. There's there's no Disney songs oh. in this. I I don't think there's any Disney songs. Like it's gonna be disappointing. You know I'm what so is so sorry there, though. Uh, what's that song you like? Oh yeah, you know. I can't think of it. It's one of Ace of not Ace of Base. Fuck. What is it's ah it's ah it's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. There it is, Wilson Phillips by Wilson there Phillips. That's it. <laughs> uh, so funny story. I recently performed the marriage ceremony for one of my best friends of all time. And the night before, a group of us had went out to a strip club that had a request feature 
for songs? And I paid for and got a dance from a stripper to hold on by Wilson Phillips <laughs> because of the fact that like it was playing and I'm just singing it sitting at the stripper like where they're dancing and I'm just fucking belting this whole thing out and the stripper notices. She's like, yeah, you, you, you like this song? I was like, this song is the best song ever. So then she came over and danced for me for the rest of the fucking song. And I was like, this is the best night of my life. That seems all right i don't know if i would dig that having like one of my favorite songs being played during well, i would uh, wait not not a lap dance but a dance well i mean she was club. dancing and rubbing her butt on my genitals and putting so, her butt breasts dance. in my face <laughs> like it was oh, like a total lap dance it yeah. was like the dollar but it wasn't like one that i paid extra sure. money to go somewhere else you got you got a pro bono lap dance i did because of your choice enthusiasm. music <laughs> and i really just played it to be fucking awkward because it's a strip club and I'm playing Hold On by Wilson Phillips. But then the fact that the stripper was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and saw me singing Something it. they would never think. Again, because <laughs> this guy is singing this fucking song. <laughs> I think it always is going to catch people off guard anyways. So, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if I was like, hey, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. They're like, yeah, we get it. Okay, sure. Yeah, we get it. Nah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you, on the other hand, yeah. that makes sense. And that it's not. I think people think it's it's completely unironic. No, it's fucking, a good song. I love that song. It's a good song. So it makes yeah. me very happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was a good time. And that also is just a tie back to our Louisville show because that fucking whole room was singing it, I think, because I made them. Oh, you absolutely did. Yes. And I will make them again next year. I think you preface the song with, if anybody sings, I will kill myself. This is so important to me. Like, you really, like, ratcheted up the drama to 11. Yeah, (laughs) I probably did. But also, in fairness, that whole room also sang All Star by Smash Mouth. I did. Uh, The whole room was super into it. So, I think for sure Rock Band Karaoke is a staple now. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a thing. So happy. My heart swelled. It was like the Grinch. It grew three times that day. And now you own it digitally because I you do. forgot oh, your copy. Shit. I've paid so much money to fucking Rock Band. I needed to buy it again for 70 fucking dollars. 10 out of 10. Great time. I'm so <laughs> glad you did it, though, man, because it was a great it time. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But no, we met Shane mm-hmm. there. We thought he was fucking with us. He was not. No. He likes us so much that he is a fucking Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. And... To anybody out there that's not, the door is open. We will take any request. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, one dollar buy-in. Yeah, super cheap. If you pay us a dollar, you can make us play any game, watch any movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will be much more, um, I say, willing to get it done quickly if it is a movie because those are easy to fit in schedules. Uh, end games take much much longer, especially if they are, you know. Really hard to fucking play, Ben Caruth. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, that... Siren is really fucking hard to play. You could make us watch Antichrist <laughs> for the fifth time in our fucking lives, too, because, I mean, if you pay and you <laughs> request it, we got to do an episode on it. Oh, man. I don't think anybody has seen Antichrist except for us in the yeah, community. I think so. I think I... maybe Ben has. Ben's seen some fucked up shit. No He's shit? Seen Serbian film. Oh, okay. So Ben's Ben's in the know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could. Of all the people in our little circle, I could see Ben really being into that kind of shit. But speaking of Patreon, Ryan, yes. Normally, what, what about it? At this point, 
I have some silly question or you have a attempt to be a more serious question. I just to try ask to each tie other. it in. <laughs> uh, but instead, this time I thought we would ask our Patreon donors for some questions, and they have graciously obliged. Hey. So I have some here that I'd like for you and I to work through. All right. And the first one is from, I think, maybe our first supporter, Mr. Micah Perdue. Okay. Waiting asks, with bated breath. Who asks? Ryan. Oh, it doesn't specify. Specifically to, no, he me? doesn't. Oh, I'm okay. just asking you. All right. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck God if a woodchuck could chuck wood? This is really what you did with your Patreon question? You uh, just you asked a limerick? That's Micah, yeah. Um, A woodchuck could chuck all the wood he could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. I'm going to answer a woodchuck could chuck a mighty faggot. God, which is a bundle of sticks. It is. But also... Yeah. Uh, that is an know, actru- accurate things. measurement. God damn it. Of a bundle of sticks. It's called a faggot. <sighs> Not being offensive. Being truthful. <laughs> so a woodchuck. I'm being woodchuck. truthful in saying that is a horrible start to Patreon questions. I know. And if more like that, we will never do this again. <laughs> I will graciously God say. God damn it, Micah. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> all the rest of them are a lot better. So uh, our second one comes from. First is worse. Good. Ben Carruth. Hey. So. Why haven't you played Siren? I don't know. Oh, boy. We can answer that. (laughs) No. It's fucking Uh, hard. (laughs) He asks, if you could choose, would you rather fuck a deaf chick, (laughs) a blink chick, although I think he meant to say blind, and his autocorrect said a blink (laughs) chick. But we're, we'll, we'll, Somebody who really likes Blink 182. We'll, I, I I would go with the Blink chick easily. Yeah. But I'm going to humor him and it's going to say blind chick okay. or a paraplegic chick. So Death, not quadra. Blind or paraplegic. So she's paralyzed primarily probably from the waist down. Okay. But uh, uh, imaginably everything so works down there. Well, it doesn't work because she's... So she's pretty much. Oh, hole. there's no way to talk. Yeah, a there's receptacle a, because a she's not getting hole. anything out of it. No, you are literally masturbating okay. with her n- non-usable vagina. So it's like, I I don't know how to even, even th- talk about this without being offensive. No, is that like a living fleshlight? Because she couldn't even like control the muscles and like. If she's paraplegic, yeah, she would not be able to. It's so. just it's a cock sleeve at that point. Oh my goodness! <laughs> God damn. Hello. Oh man. I mean, you I'm could so totally. Happy. You Our could go for a bunch of turds. You could go for the back door, and she'd never be like, "Oh no, I don't do that, bitch." You don't even know that you're doing it right now. Oh. Can I get an God. amen? <laughs> okay. So uh, which one? So Ryan. I'm gonna take paraplegic completely out because that's not gonna okay. be the thing. Uh. So then a deaf or a blind chick? Yes. I mean. Deaf? Deaf? Yeah. Because with a deaf chick, you could at least look into her eyes and maybe make a connection with her. Well, that and then, you know, she has her sight. She can kind of still see things and kind of get into a little bit more than a blind chick who would feel around. It might be a little bit more awkward. Okay. Um, And, you know, fuck it, whatever. Let's get personal here. I'm quiet during sex. Like, I don't need vocalization. I don't, so that's fine. I could easily give up somebody talking. Okay. It, it just does nothing for me. I don't need that. So So you're just all grunts. 
Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe on the next episode, Laura can talk about how much she hates it and how much of a fucking American psycho I am. (laughs) uh, (laughs) He just stares at me and it's odd. (laughs) (laughs) These these questions are fucking awesome now, by the way. I love this. This is great. uh, All right. uh, That's very, very heavy praise. One question is awesome. (laughs) We're half and half right now. What about you, sir? What would you what would you go with? So I mean, I also agree with you, paraplegic is just out because I do Yeah. I don't see myself enjoying it and I she's definitely not enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, so um but I'm the exact opposite of you. Hey, okay. I'm gonna go with the blind girl because this blind girl is gonna do everything by touch. And Yeah. Double bonus. She can't see my ugly fucking mug. Okay. Yeah. I thought about that. So that that's that's yeah. a double bonus. But I mean her sense of touch is gonna be crazy, man. She's gonna be exploring. Plus So you're day. thinking she has like daredevils? Like so she lost her sight, so now she has super sense. And yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying she likes to touch. She does things by touch, so she's gonna be grabbing my junk. Oh, sure, yeah. Probably uh yeah. knocking on the back door a little bit. And uh, I mean, if we're getting into it, I am a talker and I'd like to have somebody that talks back. So there you go. Okay. I would totally be way more into a blind chick. So Ben Carruth, very fucking excellent question, buddy. Yeah. Not the slightest bit offensive. No. 10 out of 10. Just like I like Ben. 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Not offensive? Uh, So we have two more here. All right. And I would also like to just take this moment to challenge if you are a Patreon supporter. We plan on doing this more and putting it out there to you guys. We like these questions, and yeah, we like to get more people asking us. So yeah, and if you've already asked a question, feel free to ask them yeah, again. I mean, we don't fucking care. You're not excluded. Yeah. So, uh, Micah, you might be. This is strike one. That's <laughs> strike one. So this one comes from a longtime supporter too. Uh, Delaney Walker okay. asks us top three porn stars of all time. Oh go. shit. Uh. So I have had a little bit more exposure to this. I yeah, can, I can jump in a bit if you'd like. Okay, kind of, and so I'll I'll list my three, and then you can think for a bit. Yeah, please do this. <laughs> I'm also think I'm gonna go ahead and wager that I'm probably well more versed in pornography You're than you. So much more. I am very specific in my taste. I believe it, which is a more narrow field. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I don't know a lot of the names. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Which is probably like the least feminist thing I could say. It's <laughs> just like shove and be an object. <laughs> Ryan Dimarest, America's number one feminist, by the way, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Well, porn is different. Yeah, it is. It's a. Uh, okay. It's also super empowering because women porn stars are paid a shitload more than any male porn star. No, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, because the need is there. Yeah. The demand is it's a, there. <laughs> it's a male-dominated fucking culture. That's who your consumers are. You're going to fucking pay to your consumers. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Some people resist this notion lately, but we'll get into that on a Patreon episode. All right. Um. So I'll go to... I, I can't... I do know who my favorites are, but they're not in a specific order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say I am a big fan of the work of Tori Black. See, I don't know who that is. I'm a big fan of the work of Bobby Starr. I also don't know who that is. And I'm a big fan of the work of 
Hillary Scott. Yeah, I liked her in Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> uh, that is a million dollar baby. Would you watch porn with Hillary Swank? No. I wouldn't either. She's fucking weird. She does looking. nothing for me. I mean, all right, I take it back. I would watch it. You'd watch know. it to see. I don't right? know how much enjoyment I would get. It's out to say, of it. like, anybody's like, oh, would you see Roseanne Barr naked? It's like, yeah, I'd of fucking course. see anybody naked because I'm fucking a curious person. You got a fucking sloppy titted biker chick that's like 50 next to me. She's like, yeah. you want to see me naked? I'm be like, sure. All right, yeah. sure, let's do it. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she unrolls those titties. I mean, she <laughs> rolls them. It's like fruit roll ups. Yeah, exactly. It's like lick them and stick them. Like bubble tape. Like bubble tape. <laughs> just rolls down. As long as her tits aren't like a uh, big league chew, uh, oh. then you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, what happened? You fall into a tractor. What about you, man? Do you know any porn star names? Let me ask that. Uh, the I mean, like I know the popular ones. Uh, you are thinking like Jenna Jameson? Yeah. Yeah, like, but that's uh, that's about it. I never really was a fan of hers, anyways. Yeah, she was like that. So I'm a big fan. Let me let me break this down. I'm a big fan of like Gonzo porn style, which what's, is what's Gonzo. So Gonzo is kind of it's so. I mean, I know Gonzo when it because Gonzo is like Terry Gilliam stuff. Like he's and well, Gonzo art, but and so is uh, Hunter to, S. Thompson was yeah. Gonzo journalism. How does that relate to porn? So porno, like generally when people think of pornography, well. Oh, you know, they do the 70s. Bam, bam, bam. So, okay. That's pornography, like, has the music and the soundtrack. Gonzo porn is more about there's no music. It's, no, it's just people fucking, and there's not a lot of direction. You're letting the two act. It's, it's really more of like a personal connection, but I mean, they still are cheating for a camera, but it's a lot more uh, natural, primal, in the moment type of thing. There's not like cuts and edits and like, Sweeping down from Christmas lights into people uh, humping and stuff. It's, it's like so. It's like the cinema verite. It's the, sure, it's, sure. It's the indie film. Although they porn. still probably they they still use lighting and stuff. Oh, okay, but okay. it's it's just they try to go for a not fake thing a lot. Sure. So okay, I mean, and there's still some element of that. It's it's porn, but sure. So there you go. Yeah. Gonzo porn. All right. There's, there's a break for you. Well, I will not completely cop out of this, but that said, I can only really think of one name I know, and that is Katie Cummings, which I am a huge fan of Katie Cummings. So I would also, I'd wager you're kind of more like Gianna Michaels. Do you know this name? Mm, no, I'm not sure. I bet you've seen her work, though. Maybe. She's, she's got some big titties. Kind of a thick girl, but not, uh, not fat. But that's that's my wheelhouse. And brunette. That's my wheelhouse. I do. I know. Uh so I maybe have seen her stuff, but I don't know her name. But yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's where I'm in. If we're and I don't care about how it's shot. I like I'm not yeah. I'm not doing porn for art. No. So like it's whatever it is. It's like just whatever works and it's quick and dirty. I'd like cool. to be on the history channel at some point where it says <laughs> Kyle Collins and then underline it says porn expert. And they're talking to me. It's going to be on Agent Aliens. You're going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's a role I could totally uh, take on, though. And, and do credit to and be like, yeah, that's me. I'm the porn expert. All right. I mean, fuck, from what I heard, yeah, I'll I'll give you that title. Um. So we have one last question here. And it is from, coincidentally, the person who re- requested this episode, our good friend Shane Davis. Okay. And he wants to know... Our worst sex story. 
I feel like I talked about this one on the I wizard. Think you prob on the wizard with Dave and Tyler from okay. Tadpog. I remember the one from Punch Drunk Love. What was that one? It was some girl that you were like super into, and then she was like messing around on you or something in college, something uh, like that. Well, okay. There, I think that's something completely different. Okay, okay. Because the one that I remember, I I thought I told on the wizard was me farting oh, I do during this. a climax. I do remember this one, one of actually. the yeah. first few times, and yeah. then Laura felt because this was with Laura, my wife, uh, my wife. There I have is. to. I cannot not say my wife and yeah. not do that. Um, and. It was like early on, and and I think that was the moment where she was like, she just felt so sad and <laughs> sorry for me that she was just like, "Oh, I love you. You're just like a wounded creature." And it's like, I'm gonna marry. I this wanted boy. to fucking die at yeah. the moment, but like for some reason, she was just like that. Like that's what clicked it finally. She was like, "You're a person, but like you're, you're not, not this fucking robot. You're not a robot. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. That's awesome." But that was probably like the most embarrassing sex story uh i fucked in a cave once and that was miserable i mean like there was uh, nothing bad that happened but I'm like a, i hated every fucking moment of it i'm gonna coincidentally say probably with the same person probably with the same person that's a safe bet uh yeah i am not super adventurous when it comes to like fucking in public and shit so, oh God, I hope, God damn it, I hope Mary does not listen to this episode. I hope she sees it's called Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog on the episode title. And she's like, well, that sounds dumb and skips. But we had sex in a cave. <clears throat> not my idea. And uh, I just cold. I was pushed up against a fucking cold 40 degree rock, uh, mud everywhere. I hated it. I just fucking hated every minute of it so was laura into it because she could hide her first poop in a cave in the mud? <laughs> and you would think yes. it was just mud marks that's it that's, that's exactly what it I was knew it. Uh-huh. i knew it how did you know man you're so intuitive that's weird yeah I'm a detective. <laughs> they call me private dick so there you go if i shared the first story in the wizard there's probably something else i didn't i didn't okay. share i think i've what heard both you, of those also, uh all of our Patreon questions were all about sex, you bunch of fucking perverts. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Except for Micah, who somehow ended up being the fucking cleanest <laughs> of everyone. Yeah. That's, Crazy. That, I would not have expected that one. <laughs> no. What a twist. Um, I don't know. My my worst sex story. I did, I did mess around with a girl for a little bit that, like, she was attractive, but she wasn't, like, very good. Ooh, okay. And so I faked a couple of times with her. I think I've told that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty bad. I've had some regrettable drunken one night stands. Do you just have some like Greek yogurt in your pocket, and then when you pull no, out, man, you just I think uh, I've, throw I've it also on her. said it before. It's super easy to fake when you're wearing a condom. Yeah, that's true. Because they're never gonna know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't wear condoms. <laughs> I mean, so wait, disappear. You, that's you that's a random lie. hookups. That's a lie. Okay, there we go. That's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> so it's very easy that way because you're just like, oh, and then you pull out and you're like, oh, yeah, that was great, baby. Thanks. I'll call you later. I mean, maybe you do call him because maybe it's better the next time, but it's not. No, it's never better. that's um, a shame. 
That one was bad, so I faked a couple times. Was she pulling the Ryan? Just intense staring and grunting? <laughs> no, she was just... I mean, it's just like dead fish. Like, oh, just laying there, and then you do everything, and you're like, well, this is not cool. Yeah, I get paraplegic. Yes, yes! Yeah. yeah. Man, so I have had sex with a paraplegic. <laughs> She just wasn't there yet. Yeah. She's on her way. <laughs> she, she was pre-paraplegic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's probably the worst one. Because everything, it's always been at least enjoyable. Oh, there was a chick that, like, we had this sexual tension for a long time. And then okay. I went to, like, but we were always both in relationships. And one time I went to hang out with her and we were both free. We both knew it was going to happen. And, like, we went into her room. Like, I went down on her for a little bit. And that was great. And then, like, I got inside her. And it was, like, a fucking minute. And she decided she was done. She claims that she was, like, she had come. Whatever. I'm not saying I'm a fucking great god of sex or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what had happened. And then she was, I was, like, so, what, is that it? She's, like, yeah, I think I'm done. And so then I jerked off in her bathroom on her sink. And so I she left. didn't even have the decency to let you finish on her or something? No. I was like, well. Or with her? I was like, okay, I guess. I don't know. It could have been like a regret. Like she she thought she wanted this and maybe I was terrible. Totally could have been. Not putting sure. it on her. I mean, I still, I in that situation, I would have sat there and been like, we'll finish. She did give me head like later to like make up for it. I know. That's weird then. It's so weird. What the why the, couldn't she have done that in the only, moment? It was like two weeks later, not like that night. I know, it was very weird. Okay. This chick's a weirdo. Huh. I only messed around with her that twice. Also, she did give me a hand <laughs> that, job. That twice. Well, uh, it's third three that times. That once, but that twice. I like it. She gave me a hand job during the movie Gladiator while my good friend who I just performed the marriage ceremony for Andy was on the couch next to me. Fuck. So that happened too. I totally what remember that. What a horrible movie to get a hand job to. I yeah, I still got one. <laughs> so yeah, that happened too. Fuck, man, I forgot about that. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of weird weird things happen. Yeah. Sadly, I have not. So if you're a Patreon supporter, maybe a little less sex questions because, yeah. uh, I mean, we also, you know, we kind of talk about yeah. movies and video games too. If you don't remember or fucking anything else, yeah. I like, yeah. but my, my, my well runs shallow here is all I'm saying. I will also take sex questions. We will take it. Oh anything. yeah. We'll take I it. Mean, we're not really, like, we're not, we're not put off by it, yeah. but you're just maybe not going to get anything great. It, it was hilarious that three of the four were just <laughs> Plus, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of these things. We talk about pretty regularly. Yeah, already. I mean, <laughs> it's a, life's an open book, people. It's a bread and butter. Can you dig it? So, <laughs> anyway, all right. So, Dr. Horrible Man. Um, before we get into that, I'd like to give a shout out again to our good friend, Zachary Smackery, who sent us two beers. Uh, we mm-hmm. drank one last episode. Milf. Milf, which was terrible. I was, it, wasn't, it was one that got better with every sip. I didn't think so. By the end of it, I was okay with it, but it was a you weird, get, off-putting taste. I think you get more, 
more drunk and you're just well, both more okay true. with it. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, true. But he also sent us this one from the Boulevard Brewing Company. It's just called Tank Seven. Uh, it's a farmhouse ale, but it was Ooh. it was really good, man. This was a lot more like your general beer that you drink. But it was also man, it was eight point five percent alcohol. It was pretty fucking stout. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we drank in the last. Our we we had some on the yeah. last podcast, and we were finishing it. The podcast you'll never hear. Yeah, because the USB cable apparently died, I which know. is something that happens. But um. <laughs> Yeah, we had it now. It's good. It is It is a very, very good beer. It's not anything to write home about. It's not the best thing, but it's completely fantastically fine. Like, yeah, it's a beer I could drink. And it was like both of these were like big bottles. Yeah, almost like a champagne bottle. And yeah. it, you kind of open it like a champ. So like by that alone, like I was kind of impressed by was- like opening it. It looked like a nice, fancy beer. But it was it was really good. I enjoyed that one too. So thank you again, Zachary. We really appreciate both of those beers. Although this one, a whole lot more than MILF. And uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say about it. So mm-hmm. let's get into Doctor Horrible, man. Ryan, tell me something about Doctor Horrible. You <laughs> are a lot more familiar with this movie than I am. This was the very first time I've ever seen it. Okay. Although I have heard about it, pretty much my whole life. Well, slight exaggeration, but sure. Well, <laughs> since it's been out for eight years, ten years, yeah. So ten years. Um, you've been alive ten years. That's right. This guy talking about all these porn stars and all this stuff. This version of ten me year is old. He's a ten year old. old. I've got, I've old. got my new code. Just got the upgrade. Um, no, like, how did this? How did this come to be? Do you know? The history behind it? I know a little bit. Uh, It is from Joss Whedon. His brother and sister-in-law are the people who kind of wrote and came up with the idea. And it was developed during the writer's strike. Um, Okay, so that gives it... Or the the writer's guild strike. I remember Uh, that. That was... Because that fucked up Lost for like a year. Lost had shorter... Like any time or any show you're watching during that time would have like typically 20, 24 episodes... During the writer's strike, it was, like, down to 10, 12. Like, seasons got cut in half. Like, the writers went on strike. Some seasons didn't get made. They got put on hold a year. Or got canceled the outright. writers couldn't do anything. Yeah. Joss Whedon, being a writer, wanted to do something. And I think he saw the success in uh, Felicia Day's The Guild miniseries. It was, like, a for YouTube thing. Um, I actually don't remember where you could get it. I don't know the details on that. But, um... Felicia Day and Joss Whedon, friends since Buffy, because she comes in, like, I think the last season. But um, kind of she introduced him to the ways of the Internet and YouTube. And Joss Whedon was like, well, I've got this idea for a musical. Let's do this and we'll make it completely free, absolutely free. No ads, no nothing. And we'll just release it in three parts. And then they talk to their friends, um, Nathan Fillion, already acquainted with Joss from Serenity and Firefly and all that. Um, but they got together and just shot this musical and then released it again in a way that was kind of radical at the time. Yeah. Uh, just completely free. It's, it's a, it's essentially a short movie. It's, it's, it's 44 minutes or so, right? Yeah. 44, 45. Essentially like, I think it times out to be about the same length as like a TV pilot, but, uh, 
they went out, shot it, released it for free, and it kind of made waves. Um, you know, a lot of people are real big into this. Uh, it has a huge fan base. It really does. That was something I discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I think probably a lot of the waves come from the fact of the star power attached to it. Sure. That you have yeah. Nathan Fillion. You have Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. To a lesser degree, you have Felicia Day. Yeah. And the dude that plays Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory. He's in there? Yeah, he plays Moist. Nah. He, well, that's not Sheldon, but he's on The Big Oh, Bang not Sheldon. Theory. He's, yes. he's, he's the other nerd. Uh, Howard. Howard. Sure. Yeah. My I, bad. Sadly, I know that. I'm Here's sorry. Here's the thing. I know nothing about The Big Bang Theory. I know a lot. <laughs> I've never seen a single fucking episode in my entire life. Um, I was really stupid and I watched a bunch until one day in like season six. I was like, hey, I think they're making fun of nerds. <laughs> I just saw it for the fucking. I got to stop. <laughs> pandering both. I was like, this is awful. Yeah. And laugh tracks really throw me off anyway. So it's the worst. Yeah. It, it really is just like a remnant that needs to die. Especially there's like the tip or the fact I learned that probably from Reddit that was like. Uh, all laugh tracks were recorded in like 1940, 1950, so most of those people are fucking dead. Mm-hmm. That you're hearing laugh at Kevin James's fart joke on yeah. King of Queens. They yeah. died like 20 years ago. So yeah, I mean, I just don't need a system that tells me when it's appropriate to laugh. Have you ever watched? <laughs> there's also Big Bang theories where they've had the laugh track removed. Yeah, and it's That's, just fucking silent. It's very weird and not. It's very awkward. I think it puts into fact like there is maybe ten minutes of dialogue and just twenty minute or ten minutes of laughing to make up that episode. It's it's shocking. Yeah, how much time and they just stand there and pause doing awkwardly. Nothing. Yeah, but there's no live studio audience. They're literally <sighs> just filming and like, yeah. all right, pause for laugh track. Okay, go Penny. Yeah. Okay, pause for laugh track. Fucking weird, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think people hate it. I think actors hate doing that kind of comedy. I would do it for the money those people are making on the fucking Big Bang Theory. Are they? They're making like Friends level money, right? I'd say if not more, because that show's been on for a while and it's like CBS's biggest fucking show for some reason. Yeah, people yeah. love the. Big I mean, Bang they Theory. spun it off. There's a Young Sheldon TV show. Are that still going on? I don't know if it's still going on. I just knew it was a thing. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, this is really a good funnier die skit. And then it was like coming to CBS. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? This is not real. Ah uh, shit. This, <laughs> this current year we're living in? What the fuck? Alright. So not current year, but ten years ago. Joss Whedon. Did he direct all of these two? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he he directed and wrote some of the songs. So all right, so you bring up the songs, man. I want to say, like, I'm very, very harsh to musicals. So far, not from what I've seen. Because I, I think be. there's not been a musical yet that we've talked about that you've not loved. That's true. I think it's fair to say that we've only covered the ones that I do love. Oh, okay. We'll um, have to get into some of the uh, shit ones then sometimes. I, I do love the idea of musical theater to an extent. But I'm also I'm always very cautious of it. And I think that's a big thing that kept me away from Dr. Horrible because number one, I knew it was very indie. Mm-hmm. Number two, I knew like 
how good can this really be? It's like four people on some fucking studio set. Like, ah, I was being very yeah. pretentious about it. But after watching it, man, those fucking songs are great. Like, yeah. They're hilarious. They're telling the story. They're they catchy. Per- they're, they're catchy. They yeah. perfectly encapsulate, like, each character's traits and their ideals. They're very well done. It's, I was actually the, blown away by the musical. It's really, it's just, it's, it's fantastic writing because it's a musical, as you say, like it tells you the characters as it goes, but it's not exposition. It's, it's through the way the characters act and talked in the songs that you get their characters. Um, it's, it's really smart. And I think sometimes musical theater has a tendency to be very blunt. Yes. And on the nose when it comes to delivering character. And this does not do that. I think it gives the characters a little bit more depth, even though it is your kind of standard Shakespearean tragedy. Um, but but I, I'm glad you brought up musical theater because my view on Dr. Horrible is you can clearly see that everybody involved, theater kids. Yeah. I don't know if I get it from Nathan Fillion. He he might be like the jock who accidentally happened to be good at rehearsal. And Steve now Holt. he's in there. Yeah, he's Steve Holt. <laughs> he is Steve Holt. Yes, exactly. But like everybody else is just theater kid all the oh, way to me. Neil the, Patrick Harris for sure. I think Felicia uh, Day Felicia too. Felicia Day, absolutely. And Joss Whedon strikes me as that. Like he did fucking that, that uh, Shakespeare remake, that black and white one. Just like three years ago. It was like oh. right after uh, Much to Do About Nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he is n- nothing if not theatrical. Yes, like You can absolutely. hear some of it in The Avengers. Both M- Neil- Mewling Quim, who says that, but a theater geek. And that's Neil Joss Patrick Reagan. Harris and Felicia Day both strike me as the cool kids in theater. Felicia Day because she's like the manic pixie dream girl. Yes. But I think Nathan Fillion, again, the legit, like, charming jock that happens to fall into it and that be good. neil patrick harris would be jealous of coincidentally oh, yeah. huh weird perfect neil patrick <laughs> harris is incredibly jealous of nathan fillion in this fucking thing played perfectly to a t uh both um, of them so both of them i mean showing all the hands of my card deck here right now i fucking really love this yeah so this was your first time and yeah. you're just you uh, already first i knew time, literally you nothing it. about it i've heard about it i knew what it was uh-huh. i knew nothing about it i've avoided it my entire life yeah that one i can say authentically and man i fucking i almost kind of went in wanting to not like it i know you and i knew you were going to go into it like that and it totally just won me over almost instantly okay that's what i was gonna ask i say so almost it you right away when not did right it, away when did it hook you uh so i because didn't like i might agree with you so it starts off with Neil Patrick Harris talking to the camera mm-hmm. down on his blog. And I was like, I was kind of bored at that. I was like, what the fuck is and this? I think some of the jokes are kind of lame and a little obvious at the start. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm like, with you. Once it first breaks into the actual set cameras and not the webcam camera, I was in. I'm like, okay. I, I get why. Once they you start- saw there was production yes. value behind it. And I it. get it. Like they, they are saying it's a blog. And so he's, talking to this mm-hmm. camera um but yeah I've, once it really started to kind of pick up steam i was really on board i really enjoyed when uh howard shows up and is he is the, his minion and his name is moist and he's just constantly sweating 
It's yeah. like a Pete and Pete level joke of like a super villain. Oh yeah. And I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. I, I liked it a whole well, lot. And the the big bad, because even it that transcends like all of the villains. Like the big big bad is called Bad Horse. And yes. it's literally just a fucking horse with a mask on, I think. I think it's just a horse it standing. It might not at even the, have yeah. a mask. I think it's just a it horse standing at the top horse. of the desk. Yeah. That was it. So they're all kind of lame. Who we don't see till the yeah. last part of the last act. Yeah. Which is a surprise at all that they brought in an actual horse. Like at the time, I was like, I'm surprised they brought in a horse. Like that seems way more expensive than. Uh, and they have him sitting the at the head concept. of the table. I like that. Yeah. It's 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 funny. It, and it's it's just it's brilliant. It's it's good kind of humor. But it doesn't quite come in, I think, during the blog stuff. That's like my only critique of this because I maybe I didn't reveal my cards too. I love this. I, I think the music is brilliant. It's up there with Tenacious D for musicals. Yeah. I, I like I love this. And what the blog stuff doesn't work for me anymore. So I want to come back to the blog stuff. What I really like, especially so this story is three characters. Yeah. It's Dr. Horrible, it's Captain Hammer. It's Felicia Day. Penny. I think it's Penny. I think is her name. Mm-hmm. What I really like is most of the time when those three are together too, there's three different things happening musically with yeah. all of them singing. And like, it's especially once Captain Hammer and Penny start to fall for each other, they're singing to each other. And then you've got Dr. Horrible in the background, like saying like, oh no, that's stupid bullshit. And it he's just contradict and he, but nobody's paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, man. It's I such a I don't, nice. So this is all right. I'm with you. I am 100 percent with you. But this is where like I maybe can't speak to this as well as somebody else with like a musical background could because I don't know terms. But whatever that is, when like there are two or three different opinions going on at the same time, that like I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Any musical where that's happening, like you got me. And there are more than one song oh, that yeah. I do that. There's here. a lot like, of those, especially I'd once say the three. Half or if not most of them are like that. And and that is I love it. It's an easy trick. Just like when the music goes silent in a song all of a sudden and it kicks back on. Yeah. Like again, you put that in a song, I'm a sucker for that. And it's the same way with these interweaving like yes. dialogues and opinions. It's so I love fucking it. good. Yeah. It's very well done. You can tell it's written by a fucking musical nerd. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I if if somebody had told me this is a musical written by a musical nerd for people that like musicals, I probably would have been like, all right, I'll check it out. Uh, but I thought it was like a cheap cop out, like, oh, it's bloggy internet stuff, and I don't know, I don't know what turned me yeah. off originally, <laughs> but I'd been very turned off, and I regret it because this is fucking fantastic, dude. You can't do that. I know. You know, I I saw Bat Boy the musical. Against my will, because I was like, it's going to be a cheap, one of the best musicals I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> I, so sometimes you can't tell. It looks like shit, but it might be great. So there was one blog section that I do like. And Which one? It's where Dr. Horrible's talking about doing something. And then like it's a quick cut and it comes right back and he's sitting down to the camera and he's got a swollen eye. Oh. And he's like, so apparently I need to be more careful because the mayor... And Captain Hammer also watched my blog, yep. and they were waiting for me. 
That was a great use of it. And that's a clever, clever joke. Too. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was good, too. I really like that you. one. Uh-huh. Uh, that one really stuck with me. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> there we go. Because why? it's like, why would you make this blog and do all these things? And then it Well, goes this away. was yeah. earlier on the internet days yes. where I don't think people kind of knew exactly what blogs were or the usage. So I, it works with the timing, it's and it's also, still a good joke. It's technically a vlog. It's a video log, yeah. Instead of a blog. Yep. But blog translates better when you're doing all the naming aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things are really... Uh, so here's the thing. You and I kind of talked. Don't really like Felicia Day. I think my tolerance is higher than yours is. Probably. I'm fine with her. I don't think she's great. She's just kind of... Eh. I don't like her real life persona i don't either like her geek and sundry let's i i don't like that persona but she's always been fine in the things i've seen her in if not good here's the thing i generally don't like felicia day yeah i know (laughs) she's fucking great in this she's really good she is very well cast very well acted she crushes and she can sing she, she turned sing. me. She turned me around to Felicia a little bit in this one. Oh shit! I will turn you off of Felicia. As I say, watch the guild, and then you'll be right off. No, watch, you'll be right off again. Watch the video, Gamer Girl and Country Boy, and that will turn you off. And I will link that on the Wait, Facebook. It's it's a music video. Oh yes. I don't know about this. But oh, we this will. Is, I will oh, show no. you. And you will I'm, feel. I'm pre cringing. Oh, you will, and you will cringe the whole time. Oh, it is. Mm. very bad and i i will share it to the facebook when we share this episode that's unfortunate man because people should see it it is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life but this makes up for it it really does good god <laughs> i'm telling you like this term because i'd seen that well before i'd seen this and i hated felicia day forever because of shit like that yeah this i me mean around. i would go into dr horrible wanting to not like it if i had seen what i'm assuming that video is you're not wrong Ugh. Um, but you were won by her. I really was won over by her. She did really crush it, man. Nice. She plays the sweet. She's Zoe Deschanel without the manic pixie kind of almost in this one. She's just a normal yeah. girl. Yeah. Which yeah. you still feel for. She's not. It's like, yeah, I would date that girl. I would feel honored to like go out with her. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. So. Well, I think it helps too that they don't kind of go into the typical tropes for this. Like. You think they would? They they kind of do with maybe Doctor Horrible and his stalking, pining, whatever. But on her side, they kind of avoid the typical. She's not gonna fix trope. all your problems. Yeah, yeah. Even and if you get with her, you know. Uh, spoilers: she dies at the end. Which holy and shit! And still doesn't kind of give you what you expect when it comes to Doctor Horrible. Like in a in a Hollywood production, she would die and be like. I'm so sorry. It was you. I accept you for who you are, Dr. Horrible, whatever. She just kind of dies and mentions that the hero will save her as like a big fuck you to him, but not intentionally even. But it's just they play against those tropes. They do. They do clever, different things with her. That ending like I was already on board and that ending. They nailed it. Was what they landed me the fuck over and made Mm -hmm. me fall in love. Like, yeah, because that's what I like. I like when. Shit doesn't work out the way that you're mm-hmm. expecting because you and I have talked about this a lot recently. The fucking formulas that so many movies and TV shows mm-hmm. fall into of this familiar yep. rhythm that you've seen 
and it's bullshit and it's predictable. Yep. When they did this, it was a fucking nice twist. And I was like, all right, man, this is the way that mm-hmm. it would fucking go. I would expect. Yeah. I and agree. it won me over. I yep. really liked it. I think most movies and kind of entertainment in general can, can get along. And then if they really nail that ending, it can turn everything around. I think nailing an ending is maybe the most important part of any story. And it's why I think this works so, so well because that ending is, it's legitimately great. And it's like, you might disagree, but it's like Logan, it's perfect. It needed to happen. It's really the only way to think about it. Like it, it is the obvious way to go after you see it. You're like, well, of course it kind of had to be that, but it's still, it's the best way to go. There's no better way to do it. What is also great about it, what I like, is that it shows a turn for the character. So she dies. Mm-hmm. Dr. Horrible adopts a new costume. He turns, he gets red. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's... He goes all in. If you want to be uh, artistic, it's Penny's blood represents... It stained him because he couldn't save her. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It's all shit I'm just literally making up right here. No, but it works. But it's what it yeah. identified to me. And he's singing a song as he's going in to meet the League of Evil or the Brotherhood of Evil, whatever they're called. And he's talking about how this is it, this is what he's ever wanted. And then it cuts to him in the blog in his normal clothes setup for the final note. And he's like, and you can tell it's still, he'd rather have Penny. Mm-hmm. Such a fucking brilliant touch, man. It's beautiful. Agreed. Fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everybody should see this. And it's free on YouTube, idiots. Whole thing. It is. 45 minutes. Go watch it. Yeah. I'll link that shit in the Facebook, too, because you should fucking watch it. Yeah, there's really no excuse not to. It is 100% free, and it's great quality, no ads, no nothing. And, and it it's is quick. so short. It's it is. quick as fuck, which is something that I Just... complain about constantly. Mm-hmm. Give me the killer. Don't give me the filler. I don't need yeah. this bullshit. We kind of disagreed on a movie we saw this weekend about that. Yeah, it was more filler. <laughs> and I, I do speak agree about with you. a movie that does not do nail the ending. You. I think it nailed that fuck out of that ending. If you just want the witch and Lords of Salem again. I love the witch. I think it's a cop out to go with fucking demon cult. And All I'm right, so just see, so tired of it. Okay. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is the movie Hereditary. We're going to split off here a bit. All right. I Here's was actually wh- hoping we would talk about this I'm, today. I'm Not necessarily on a podcast, I know. but fuck it. I'm glad Let's we are, too. <laughs> I thought this was going to go the bullshit Babadook cop-out fucking route where it's like, mm. oh, this is mental illness. Don't you see what it represents? And then, all right, like, when it twists that on me, and it was like, no, wait, this is really demon cult shit. I was like, all right, you fucking got me. All right, one. This is where we already disagree. Yeah, because, uh, I know. I like if I think of the Babadook, it follows a uh, get out, a quiet place, all these kind of art house. The witch. And the witch. Sorry. I I, I just even fucking said it. I know. The witch is included. I prefer all of those greatly to this movie. And I think this movie borrows a lot from all those movies. Yeah. Countering your point specifically, I don't think the Babadook is a bullshit ending. That monster happened. That Babadook is a real thing. It is a metaphor yes. for that. Yes. 
But in the narrative of that universe, it happened. But it's the mom I always interpreted. It's the mom. I'm no like I, that. Babadook is a thing that that is an actual spirit. It has nothing to I, like. It kind of does and it doesn't. But like it mostly works in metaphor. It's not saying yeah. like specifically it's this mom being whatever. Just like it follows is not specifically a metaphor for sexual abuse or whatever. Or and like the monster, STDs. the monster's there and it follows. It's there. That thing exists. Uh, like it's not the dumb days of horror where like Freddy Krueger is just you know a fucking clown killing people or hey, something. Kid, would you like a like, slice? That's it. Like yeah. there's nothing there, but like these monsters exist in the world. But there's also another level if you want to go there. With all these, Hereditary is not that. I don't think. I don't think, and this is where I think the movie fails because it kind of. A lot like The Last Jedi, it banks unfucking with expectations. Um, the twist that happens 20 minutes in, which I will not spoil because this great. isn't a hereditary thing, my favorite part of the movie. And then from there, I think they laid the breadcrumbs, and a lot of them are red herrings. A lot of the breadcrumbs they put down never fucking like get mentioned again or referenced. Like she like one weird detail I noticed was like uh, Tony Collette when she's with the friend she found through counseling has some tea and she goes to drink the tea and there's like this brown glob on her mouth. Oh, sure. And she wipes it away. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, it means fucking and nothing. That one didn't mean. Anything. And there's a few times like that. Like I saw, I can't remember some See, of them. That's, that's the ones that I thought were leading me to this bullshit. Fucking mental illness is hereditary thing. That I thought they were going that I did route. too, man. And then and and really, you take away that last twenty minutes, that whole movie is nothing but that. They, I, they they do nothing to support what happens at the end. Once until the seance happens. shit happened and the fucking glass moved, I was like, okay, so this is something really going on. And that's yes. when I got more invested. And I think that's where you got less. Um, I think that's where our paths started to diverge. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think you're 100% right. And I don't know if it's because it's the supernatural thing. I think there's something in the storytelling that breaks apart for me specifically. And it's not for many people. Like you look at all the critics and it's working for them. But that's like where well, it kind of loses it for, me. for So, But I also don't want to be with fucking them because I know. I know their reason is it's slow. There's not a, there's not a jump scare in this yeah. entire movie. Yeah. yeah, and mine's not that. I just think it fails thematically at, at, it, at what it's going for. It tries to bring in this mental illness thing and then it does fucking nothing with it. Like it's all there as a red herring for the twist. And it's yeah. all in sake of a twist that when it happens like Part of me is like, well, at least this is entertaining. Like, I'm glad they're just going for it. But it also felt like you didn't earn this. And it just, it's I do, tacked on. I do agree that, like, they could have cut some bloat out. I yeah. fully admit that. Also, um, the kid is a real bad cry actor. I legit, think he's not. Legit. I think he did great. Legit. I'm going to turn my head because I'm going to imitate his cry. This is legit what it was. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> that is seriously how he cries and it took me out of it and this kid is crying a lot in this movie he is so i like every time i was like trying not to laugh or looking around to sing like who else gonna laugh with me right like we're, but nobody was one thing so this movie again 
I told you I thought about it a yeah. lot after I saw it. And there's a lot of fucking subtle things that are happening that are set up. So one thing that I thought, I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? When he's driving to the party with his sister, they're on this desolate road and they mm-hmm. drive. It's a mm-hmm. cut and they cut to a fucking telephone pole. And that telephone pole had the fucking symbol on it. And I was like, what does that fucking mean? And I didn't even realize to me till the next day that like, oh shit, that's the telephone pole that knocks her fucking head off. I'm right. sorry, I just spoiled that. You fucking ruined the best part of the movie. I know. That said, that is a scene that, for me, fucking fails apart. And I don't like that you did this, because why is there symbol on that telephone pole? They didn't, like, will satanically for that to happen that way. They They did not. They do, because they reference many times that they need the male host body. And so they talk about why... So, Even subconsciously, so these spirits moved a fucking deer and put the fucking knife that touched walnuts. They they did the long con. No, this is like some specter level bullshit. Yeah. Where it's like 10 degrees to get to a point. There's no way the ghost thought out the chain of events to the girl's allergic to peanuts. So there's a knife chopping walnuts or something. And then they slice the cake with it. So it makes her throat swell up. So he fucking happens to be high at this party the ghost didn't plan for him to be high at this party but then he gets in the car yeah but how did they know he was going to come back at that road at that time and not be paying attention or she was going to be it's bullshit no there's no reason like in a narrative sense or like logistically in this world for that to happen it just it is literally a filmmaker putting it there for the audience. It, it makes no sense in the universe. It's there for the people in the audience who can't catch up. It's for the people in the audience who are like, mm, I like my art horror, 80% art and 20% horror. I will argue differently. I'm, in the fact I don't fucking like that scene. That like, I not, don't like it. It's not specter-ish because, number one, this dude, they tell you specifically, is one of the eight kings of hell. So he's got a pretty foot, good fucking foothold in what's happening. And things. He and can he, predict the future. He can manipulate. He can predict things. the future to make him high and her have a coincidental what? allergic reaction at the same time so that the, he's going to be fucking off and not paying attention the and swerve that deer at the last second to hit a pole while her head's out of the car because of the allergic reaction. The allergic reaction. I give final you. destination levels him of omnipotence. High, that is high not doesn't not. affect anything. I don't see why it this does. matters. How it does. It does because the movie fucking makes such a painstaking point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it plays the movie like it's Final Destination. Like, it's this omnipotent death planning its events. But you're like, oh, you're just a fucking some demon. All right. So we just fucking fully spoiled Hereditary. You're just a fucking eighth level demon, which means nothing, by the way. You don't know what levels are in hell. Eighth demon could be like the shit cleaner. He said he's one of the eight kings of hell, which I'm assuming reigns under the level of satan anyway yeah there is some final destination level of like rune goldberg-esque like event to get to the point where her head hits that pole and that they have to put a symbol there i thought it was a nice touch that like dumb you're gonna this is the fucking pole (laughs) that's gonna set things in motion so they also established that like so yeah charlie is this fucking demon god Mm -hmm. that's why she acts so fucking weird but he can't do anything because it's a girl body and he needs a male host. Yeah. So, and I thought it was also nice that like 
that explains why Tony Collette seemed to have all these mental problems with her son that, you know, the first thing she says is like, I didn't even want to have you. And it was like this subconscious thing because she knew like she was being manipulated. Yeah. And she didn't want a son because they were going to fucking take him away from her. And she literally wanted nothing to do with all of this until her daughter died. Yeah. But and that scene comes out very comical. Like when for me, like I don't think it came so across it you real at all when she was like, "I don't want to have you," <gasps> and then she like catches her mouth like it's a fucking Jim Carrey thing. Like her body was taken. It just seemed kind of jokey. It. You, you, and Mandy both laughed a lot. I feel kind of yeah. I mean, I don't think this it worked on a horror level. I think, I think it has some terrific and horrific imagery oh yeah like man. some really fucked up looking shit and that's probably what gives me a lot of like leeway that. on it that's not enough for me i mean i keep coming back dude for real fucking i don't think this i'll be I'll, i'm just gonna put it out there i don't think this guy works in long form format i think this nowhere needed to be a two hour did, seven like, movie all of his fucking There's, short films he has like three or four short films i watched all of them before this and i loved them one of yeah. them i think is fantastic like masterpiece level this did not work for me in the slightest bit, except for the cinematography and the camera work, because the cinematography there is, is some fucking great awesome. camera yes. work. I hate the story and I hate the narrative and I don't think it was well edited. I really don't think it was well edited. I loved almost everything about this movie except for the length. I think it could have yeah. been cut by at least 20 minutes, probably yeah. 30. Yeah, it's a two hour and seven minute movie. It really is. And that's, that's and I, too much. That's where you and I yeah. are totally in agreement. There's a lot of fucking yeah. bullshit bloat. And it and might I think, work a lot better because you'll get rid of some yeah. of that bullshit. I think a lot of it is this red, red herring, herring full fucking, it's like, you don't need to string me along for that long. You don't need to string me along, but I would like to uh, at least get some semblance of where we're going. Not, I'm just saying, I mean, I think this is the same reason you don't like the last Jedi is why I don't like this movie is because it's nothing about bucking expectations and saying we're going this way. Oh wait, we're not. We're going this way. Oh wait, we're not. This movie does the same thing. But for me, at least last Jedi was entertaining. Mm. This movie fucking drags for me. See, and this movie was not dragging for me, even with all the the, fucking distractions around me, the, the hour and a half in the middle. I don't like I mean, I the more I think about, it, I don't like. I like when the poll happens up until like the poll surprise, and then I I, I kind of like the last twenty minutes. I don't think this movie earns it or it fits, but like I do, I'm just like that's some fucking good horror filmmaking. Yes, and I can I can dig it. I would have liked a lot more of that space throughout. Too. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. they held it. They they withheld it all to the end. I think again to. Tricky. I think that's what makes also like paranormal activity, especially that first one, really work. Yeah. Is that it's a tight fucking film. You're not lost in a lot of bullshit. Agree. There's it's like things are happening yeah. throughout that keep you involved and invested. And this one it's I, I totally agree, and, man. I was gonna say, and that's why paranormal four doesn't work, because at the end they bring in like a twenty minute subplot about a fucking demon cult out of nowhere. Yeah. Well they, and this movie does that too. Yeah. And that's it's all done on Facebook Messenger too, or whatever. Like, like oh yeah, that one was so fucking bad. <laughs> I like one, two, and three, and three's the eighty ones with the videotapes. That I one's like also pretty three good. a lot. I yeah. like one and three the best. Two has its moments, but I like two a lot actually. Three might be my favorite. I like that eighties one so much. Um, I really so this segue hammer fisted. Speaking of hammer, 
We're going back Hammer's to Dr. Hammer's my penis. That, I love that. These fucking Nathan Fillion lines. That's one of the ones I wrote down. He's like, I want to give her the hammer later. And then he comes back and he's like, the hammer is my penis. Like He's so good. Yeah. He plays like the, the what is like the Brock Samson, like the yes. big dumb lughead so well. And this is very different to like him in Serenity where he was like the very quick witted, like Han Solo. Yeah, like- cat. He's not that. He is just like a dumb lughead. And he does it very, very good too. Yeah. <laughs> he is so funny. Uh, there's the other line in the song later where uh, the fangirls come out. Is he's talking about like I might see her again for a second, second time. time. They do the weird stuff. That's my only other and note, then, man. And then those groupies come in and it's like we, we do, do the, the weird stuff. Yes, and that's that's it. Like I, I love that. Like, and they put at least one or two of those in every song to just really punctuate it and make it sing. It's good. It's so good, Kyle. Uh. I feel like we're probably winding down. We are. After horrible. Uh, do you have a favorite song? I really like the one where Dr. Horrible has, I think, controlled the van and Captain Hammer pushes Penny out of the way. Okay. And Penny and Dr. or Captain Hammer are singing while he's choking out uh, Dr. Horrible and he's like slamming his head into the into the car and he occasionally also sings some things. I really like that one. Sure. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh and that one probably has better visuals and kind of more intrigue than mine. I like I really like the brand new day. Uh Is that the one at the laundromat? It's it's maybe it's at the end of the second act where they showed like the scene of him being big size in the city Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. very emo. He's like really like I think it is that Nathan Fillion and her. It's after he's me- after Nathan Fillion's taken her out. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's swearing he's, vengeance, and this he's is where he's inadequate, co- concentrating on doing the death ray and everything. That one I I thought was really clever, and again, it, probably like the best of like the three way talking and feelings at the same time yes. and he's being very emo while they're having like a great time on their date and like, that's also where he's like stalking them and he's in yeah. the background of every scene that they're on their date yeah he's at the soup kitchen like uh, there's a chef just, in the background with like the horrible mustache and he's not even ladling he's just picking up soup and dropping it back in that's a nice touch uh-huh. i think he also renames the stun ray he just puts a piece of black tape over it that's labeled death ray because he's up at, at man for real people we bitched about Hereditary, or one of us did. <laughs> Watch Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's tight. It's fun. It's it's nearly perfect, I think. Yeah. On that note, Ryan, what would you rate Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog on a scale of 1 to 10 BuzzFeed articles? I would rate it 9 out of 10 BuzzFeed articles. Okay. Um, and that's simply for the blog stuff, as we talked about. I think... That that one cutaway joke is brilliant where they come back after he's been beaten up. But outside of that, a lot of it just doesn't work and is dated and just feels like, hey, we don't know how to tie this into the internet where we're releasing this for free, so blog. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't hold up, but otherwise, the music's fantastic, and it's really funny and charming. Okay. Kyle, what about you, sir? Out I of, am complete. Not, out of how many BuzzFeed articles? Ten? Yeah, one out of ten. I am in complete and total agreement with you, Ryan. I think this yeah. is a nine out of ten. Perfect. I fucking loved every moment of this. 
even the parts at the beginning when I was like ready, waiting for it to really kick in. Mm-hmm. Once it did, I was fully on board. I was fully invested. I loved every character. I wanted to see where this went, and I loved where it went. It didn't disappoint in the ending. That ending really pays off well. So, mm-hmm. nine out of ten. Not ten out of ten, but it's pretty fucking close. It's perfect. I, I, I'm I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah. Shane, thank you so fucking much for recommending this. Thank you hey, for a good recommendation. Like, I, sometimes we get what dreams may come. Yeah, and that's disappointing. Uh, without you, <laughs> Sorry, I, I honestly never would have had reason to watch this, and you finally gave me the reason too, and I really enjoyed it. So thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. If on nothing but a personal level, it's fucking. It was a good time. So I'm glad too. I I am legitimately glad you walked away enjoying this because I really did expect you to go and hating it. I did, and then hating it. Yeah, I expected to have. A miserable time on this podcast I'm so, today. I'm so glad that you didn't <laughs> and that it turned out very well. Um, and I would like to just reiterate again, for real, if you want us to review or talk about anything, kick us a dollar on Patreon, man. We're not mm-hmm. asking for much. It's We're not intro assholes. topics, main topics, anything. And you do we'll get it. a lot of shit. And we are, do we are stepping up Patreon really hard in 2018. We're delivering on our required drunk cast. And we're trying to give you more content. I think Ryan and I are going to start a new mm-hmm. segment today where we talk about celebrity bullshit that nobody cares about on Patreon only. And yeah. we've got a couple of new ideas in the Buzz works Buzzfeed be too. coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to fucking get you. So, uh, you know, it really does mean a lot to us, to anybody that does contribute. Mm-hmm. We still don't get why. I really don't. But we do appreciate it from the bottom of our terrible, horrible blackened hearts there we go um so at the end of it you know i am kyle and i have been ryan and this is the experience friend podcast bye everybody Bye.